0: of Lent Life Job, where we are sitting down with Doug Brown. Hi. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Good to be here. Would you mind just giving a brief introduction for anybody who may not know you and your role you play at the church?
1: I'm Doug Brown. I've been with Element since almost day one. I have been on the board, I think most of that time, I've uh, been the treasurer most of that times. Well, welcome.
0: Um, Aaron, before we jump in, would you mind giving a
2: brief recap? So today we hit uh, Job chapter 2 where we start talking about Job's wife and her response to what Job is going through. And really the whole thing you want to see by the end of it is who is more valuable in Job's heart and life than God himself? Uh, Job's wife gets to a point where she's so angry and depressed and not really understand what's going on that she's like, just curse God and die and let's just get this thing over with. And a lot of times for us, that kind of takes place when we don't want to really learn what God wants to teach us. We just want to get through something. And what you'll see through the book of Job is that God has something he really does want to teach Job. And that is ultimately in the end, God is more, should be more precious to us than anything else in the world.
0: So Doug, we actually thought of you to be our guest today because you have had some calamity in your life. We were hoping that you would share a little bit about your journey um, that God has brought you through. And ultimately, we'd love to talk about kind of how Pam, your wife, responded and then how you responded back to her. And I already see tears. It it, it is an emotional aspect So is your boils. So is your boils. (laughs) It'll come out in tears.
1: A number number of things in my life have occurred that um, actually... And looking back, were they things that at the time I thought would ever have a future purpose? Absolutely not. Mm. They're, they're devastating events. You, um, you lose a brother at the age of 12. Mm. Um, what does that do to you? At that age it was confusion. You lose your dad at the age of 25. Um, what does that do to you? Well, at that point it was more anger and not understanding, but trying to figure out some purpose, some meaning, some value um lost uh, another brother at the age of 31 by that point i was starting to put some pieces of life together and that life is fragile life is not guaranteed there's no guarantee i'm going to go home tonight but each of these were all violent accidents first one was a car accident second one was a motorcycle accident third one was an airplane crash mm. but you 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 learn from life experiences. You, Assuming you get through them, you learn from them. You adapt to them. You hopefully learn positively and not negatively. A lot of people go the other direction.
2: Go, go back and talk about when your daughter was in the hospital. Oh, that's right.
1: Okay, so Sydney was born in 1996 um, at five weeks. She was not gaining weight. She hadn't gained any weight. Fortunately, she was born a large baby. I think she was 11, 12 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't drastically noticed even initially, but uh, ended up uh, in the hospital. And we uh, got there rather abruptly. Um, we, you know, The doc finally saw us and said, you need to go to the hospital and you need to go now. We were in Santa Barbara an hour and a half later, about 7 o'clock at night. And we went through the next day of testing, and I think either late that day or early the next day, the doc came in and said, her body is not able to process protein, Mm -hmm. so she doesn't have, he told us whatever it was, the enzyme that processes protein, and there is no cure by that night the doctor came in that evening that afternoon I think said you, know, you need to start saying your goodbyes mm. she probably won't make the night why don't children just hug you <laughs> thought of losing a child is much more impacting than losing a brother Mm -hmm. losing your dad because those are things outside of your household they're outside of your they're easier to separate Mm -hmm. well you lose a child and it's I I, I can't imagine because we didn't lose her Mm -hmm. but it's uh what would that have done to my faith?
2: Mm. Well, what was your prayer in that moment? Oh, save my daughter. Mm-hmm. Please. I think when you told me that story once, you said that you were praying to God and you said, you know, God save her and I will never question you again.
1: And that, and that's, that's, yes. I mean, there's... <laughs> Your caution to not bargain with God. There is no bargaining. Probably reminded God of my prior losses. (laughs) How many more do I get to tolerate, (laughs) survive? But you're you're purely at his mercy of survival or not. Mm -hmm. And I had prior examples of not surviving, that I wasn't very, optimistic, but I was still talking to God, which I thought was a, that's a good thing at that point, that you're still conversing. To me, the ones that I worry about are people who quit talking to God and just completely close that door, and it's its tough to recover from that. How you respond in those moments, and I will say that the outcome could determine where would I be, what would I be doing, I don't know, if Sydney had not, if Sydney hadn't made it that night. So, as woke up the next morning, they ran a test at about 7, 7.30 in the morning, and they said, we have no explanation other than her body is processing protein. Hmm. So, I think a day later, we left the hospital, and she was just a normal baby from that point on, started gaining weight, and she was a beautiful young
2: Infant grew at that point five weeks old. So now you fast forward to a few years ago.
1: Yep. So, two thousand. Everything
2: seems to be going okay in your life, and right.
1: I mean, got boys graduating from college, and the kids are doing well, and you know. So, two thousand twelve, um, get a first diagnosis of cancer.
2: Now, that's because you you had something growing that wasn't going away, or we I mean, had swelling in the neck. Yeah. Lymph nodes
1: were swelling, and you know. You feel it for a few days, and you're thinking, it feels like a stiff neck. Everyone and who's neurotic is now going to be going,
2: oh my goodness, I got that. <laughs>
1: no, it's it's conspicuous uh, when it does happen. But the, it didn't take the doctors too long to figure out that it was lymph nodes, and then it took some testing to identify that it was uh, lymphoma. I didn't realize the seriousness of it until the doc starts crying. Really? I mean, I'm oblivious to anything medical and he kept a straight face for about three to ten seconds and finally he just starts tearing up and he goes It's lymphoma and Pam just I just I'm just sitting here. He's he's tearing up because he's he had to give that news to one of his Fellow nurses, you know, a fellow staff member, and it was difficult for them. And again, I'm starting to get the seriousness of it by that point in time. So moving forward from that, you know, you you, you find the oncologist and you get your diagnosis, there's a treatment plan, and you start going through all that. And Pam and I identified early on that, you know, regardless of survival whether you live through this or you don't let this be of God hmm. trying to present that to your kids without getting teary without getting upset about things and we weren't what's interesting through the whole process I was never angry at God at the doctors at it was a okay you know and I and I think I was able to do that because of previous occurrences in my life of you know, life is fragile. We aren't guaranteed to be here beyond now. So, if I live or I die, it's I have the 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 glory of going to God. And and
2: so, how does Pam respond? You know, this happens, and what's so? I mean, Joe's wife is cursed, God, and die. <laughs> you're I I don't
0: think Pam's that way. Pam's no. probably like, you're not gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, especially with her knowledge of yeah. all the medical, oh, like yeah. how how was that? she was like,
2: "Don't don't rub mud in, in your in <laughs> <Yeah>. your boils."
0: <laughs>
2: so, it was a blessing. You
1: know, her her medical knowledge and background and career as a nurse is absolutely wonderful to have around. But at times, I get to play the dumb and stupid card, and I can. <laughs> I don't know. She. He's very aware of the reality of percentages of mm-hmm. probability of death and, and survival versus survival. You finally come to the end of it, and they stop the chemo. And, you know, they don't stop the chemo until you've got a relatively clean PET mm-hmm. CT scan. And then they, you're you're, they don't use the word cured at least for my cancer. They call it remission, remission, but mm-hmm. they don't really use that word. Right now, you don't have active cancer.
2: So, I mean, cuz but yours came back. Is was there a difference in the reaction of Pam from the first time to the second time?
1: Not really. Okay. She's a very strong and supportive person. Probably to the point of hiding some mm-hmm. true emotions, but we're pretty open and honest with each other, and I didn't ever see a doubt. You know.
2: Last week Pete talked about how, you know, in the middle of like the a big train wreck or kind of, you know, it's it's everybody's praying together and, and moving forward together and he and his wife are like on their knees with God together. He goes, and when things are better, he goes, it just kind of goes back to the way it was before. and it's not. Gonna, <laughs> did you find that cheer for you? Like after everything's cleaned I, up and done?
1: Absolutely. It's, when life is easy, the last thing you're thinking about is thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. It's a this is cool. Mm-hmm. But you're not thinking about it in appreciation to God's grace of allowing you to be there.
2: It's like the pleasure and pain. Sometimes it's, it's during the pleasure in those places that we cease to think about who God is so much more than we cease to think, think about him in the pain. Oh,
1: You absolutely grow yeah. from the pain, from the, the struggles, from the uh, difficult times is when you really... It's when you're thinking about it, you're processing. Where is God in this process? And once you come to terms with your mortality... And, you know, God is in control. It's much easier to go through these trials. So. so
0: it sounds like God really, your understanding of life and death really became grounded in reality. reality. Yes. But I also wanted it, to ask, like, did through any of these times, did God really show you what was more precious to you in your life than Him? I think He showed me
1: His hierarchy in that process because without Him, does anything else matter? If I hadn't been able to think back and relate to God through each of these processes, granted it got much more logical on the latter ones, I don't know how I would have gotten through. Mm -hmm. His his importance to me has certainly increased Mm -hmm. in each occurrence, each event in my life.
0: A parallel question with probably the same answer um, is, have you seen how God brings about His things for His glory and, and your good? And I think all everything you just said is it reaches that you're good. Like it is good to be to love God in proper order to other things. Um, have you seen how God's glory has been magnified through through those those times? Absolutely,
1: for me, and I think for my family. I know for Pam, knowing that I'm not in control, in spite of my best efforts and whatever decisions I make, in the end it's going to be God's course of action that I might <laughs> do I influence it? Not if God doesn't want me to.
2: <laughs> You're secondary, he's primary. <laughs> very,
1: very, very much so.
2: And I think, you know, when we when we talk about this stuff, like this this is a you know, a kind of a heavier one. But yet it's it's not meant to be depressing because it's exciting because God is glorified. He is good no matter what happens. Good things come out of that on the backside, and there's so much that we learn. So it's it's still a very joyous thing, even though it sounds very somber and heavy. Life is great.
1: Hmm. I mean, I, I, what would I change? 20 years ago, I'd have said, you know, not losing a family member, not losing a brother, what have you. But I'm not sure that it's mine to change. I know it's not mine to change, um, but I, I, I don't know what it, I think what I, the life I live today is a result of those occurrences.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I like what Job says, you know, shall we not accept the good? Right. You know, if you take that and do what the second part of it, it's like, shall we not accept the good? Of course, you know. I mean, I look at the blessings
1: in my life and I don't think of the cancer as a, yeah, it happened, but it it didn't affect the blessings in my life. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: uh, well, thank you, Doug. We really appreciate you coming and sharing your heart and, and your journey that God has brought you through. And Thank you for thinking of me. We're glad you're here for sure with us. Uh, and and for you, like Aaron said, it, this wasn't meant to be uh, just a downer, um, even though it is sad and it, it, it hurts to hear your pain. Um, but it is a way for us to rejoice of what God does and how he works through calamity and hurt, um, and pain. And and thankfully your daughter and you are obviously still with us and she's engaged now. So that's exciting. Um, but, uh, we, uh, we can rejoice on the other side of things. Um, and in the midst of the calamity, we can sit with each other, which comes next week. Yep. And And so we'll pick that story up next week in Job. Bye. Welcome to week two of life... I always say life first. It's okay. Always. Anyways. Welcome to week two of Lent Life, Job. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. I
1: had to buy shoes for Logan's wedding. I bought one pair. They didn't pass the formal. Uh-huh. So I had to go buy another pair. So I bought these cheap. Man, my feet hurt bad by the end of the night.
2: But yet, they matched and worked. Yes, yes, they did. You never have to wear those things again.
1: I'm afraid they're gonna... I am not gonna wear them for Sid's wedding. I'll go buy something else. These are terrible.